Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to podcast 87.0. This is Sananda Vashisht and with me is my colleague Pramod Kumar Buravalli drinking water and contemplating. I don't know what. What are you <laughs> contemplating? <laughs> I'm contemplating the uh, the kind of uh, week that this uh, strange, strangely the descending chaos uh, yeah. of the Trump's campaign. It was a controlled chaos and now it's a full-blown chaos. I have no... Um, problems in saying at the moment, I'm proclaiming and I have been saying this, that uh, Trump is in dumps. I do not see him recovering from here. Uh, and there's really, truly nothing to talk about it. You know, we talked about him in the last podcast as well. We talked about the allegations from him. We, But now his numbers have dipped so much that and the entire establishment is against him. It does not matter whether it's right or left or... Um, who it is, but uh, but are you are you ruling him out after losing this election, or are you saying that he is losing this election? Hence, there will not be any Trump uh, 2.0 because I, I think, don't think he's not, he has taken Trump this point. very personally. Doesn't matter. And a man who has got nothing to lose is much more dangerous than a yeah. person who feels at that uh, stature. He hasn't shown that he is a person who can shine under stress. And that's a problem. He hasn't shown that he has the character that he will take the brickbats that come with this kind of position, yeah. that come with being in public life, and come out unscathed. He hasn't shown that. And uh, it's a pity. I'll say that again. It's a pity that... Um, Trump is down in the dump. It's a pity that Trump is down in the dump. And that um, this day, American conservatism is seeing this day. This is what is sad. The larger picture isn't Trump versus Hillary. The larger picture is that America's conserv America's conservative movement, which had come so far, you know, which had been the uh, moralistic, uh, yes, you know, gatekeeper, which, yes, you know, if you, which had, so to speak, yeah. yeah. As outside observers, you would generally assume that the yeah. Democrats, the liberal progressive ones, would be the ones with lesser morals in this game. No, but you know, yeah, American American conservatism is yeah. a great field of study and. Yeah. I know that I have referred to it the the way it was nurtured and the way it blossomed. I have um, been studying. I mean, this is party of Ronald Reagan, and mm. you know, this is this is really sad that America's conservatives grew and Abraham through Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. This is that the party of Abraham Lincoln could throw up Donald Trump is really sad. Uh, but we're not going to spend too much time on yeah. it. We, um, you know, we'll just move. These were those initial thoughts. Adit is still not here, but he will be here next podcast. He is uh, going to be here soon. And next podcast, we will, all three of us will be there. And he will have some lots of stories. I spoke to him recently and he told me that he has um, lots of stories that he's going to bring back. So that's wonderful. You're waiting for him to come back. But today we will discuss something honestly, that I had never thought will become mainstream discussion in India. Because the last 20 or 30 years had been such, you know, so we, we were so scared of, um, you know, uh, we were playing, all political parties were playing it so safe. 
everybody wanted to be politically correct nobody wanted to be a leader and take decisions so i had never thought we would be talking about triple talaq abolishing triple talaq and the discussion on ucc would become a mainstream discussion because this is something that bjp has always put in its manifesto forever ever since it has um, come uniform um, civil code it has always been two things that have always Three, featured three. three things that have always Ram featured Mandir, UCC. UCC and Article 370 <clears throat> that have always featured in this thing and we always knew that these are things that will I had never thought that you know UCC will become part of mainstream discussion you know it was something an academic discussion you would have in IIC or in the columns of uh, statesmen and pioneer it wasn't something that you would talk about in regular uh, living rooms so i give credit to this government for that that to bring it mainstream where it will go these are not things that happen in one term of a government these are not things that uh, happen in even two terms of the government but at least a discussion has started yeah. that is wonderful but we will go back to triple talaq now and triple i want you to um, give a little brief background because the government hasn't brought this in this is the muslim women themselves who are talking so, about so it. so there is a history to this and and uh, the triple talaq essentially uh came into public view with the shabano case again you mentioned 25 30 years ago i think the shabano case was the culmination as you all know uh, of a divorce case where the uh, uh the lady was being denied um, whatever uh, you know uh, was due to her in terms of monthly maintenance and she went to court and in the court uh, you know in a civil court uh, where muslim law basically overrules the general civil uh, you know discourse which is yeah. basically any uh, divorced uh, you know uh, i would say divorcee mm -hmm. is entitled to a certain maintenance uh, which is basically what the courts have always ruled whether it is christian law whether it is hindu law it is whether it is any secular law but then the all india muslim personal law board went against uh, you know up against uh, this whole situation that uh, you know there is some provisions within islam which will enable that maintenance but not as per indian civil law mm -hmm. and hence that whole shabano case yes. where the government uh, said first of all that they were in favor of shabano getting me maintenance and, and then, then rajiv gandhi used his brute majority right, right. to overrule and then court. and then withdrew and it may to just because he felt that he was appeasing the muslims he decided to appease the hindus by opening the gates of the by mm. the, the disputed structure and every you know history has followed mm. since then so the basis of this whole discussion is <coughs> whether <coughs> um after getting divorce whether in in the form of a, uh, in the in the in the office of the registrar or verbally getting a divorce mm. in the form of saying talaq three times after which um, uh, there is an entitlement according to either civil law or secular mm. law or a, that that is not the point the point of this petition is whether the triple talaq itself is a valid form of talaq yeah. whether they should follow the norms and many majority islamic countries whether it is iran pakistan they've all gotten away from triple talaq except india except india <laughs> which is a secular country that is what uh, sri ravishankar prasad the, the, the yeah. law minister is shouting it from the top of his La, uh, on the top of because his, it reminds me you remember roof. we were the first ones to ban um, satanic verses even before muslim countries banned so, it so we are, we were overtly islamic even in comparison to other islamic countries so yeah. 
Now this whole situation has come because of a petition by a, a grieved party mm. uh, which is uh, com comprised of several different Muslim women who felt that the invoking of triple talaq is just a whims and fancy of any man mm. and you know is is, is it's, uh, cool. it's basically not in attuned with the times the liberal progressive and mm. uh, open-minded times we all live in it is a petition that did not come from Hindu women it didn't no. come from the government it didn't come no. from any social organization it is a, a grieved party that it's like class action lawsuit you know it's like know. a bunch of women, women approaching decided, the court and saying exactly. that we need uh, some reprieve in this so at and the moment the situation is that women have approached the court the court has asked government to give its opinion and instead of dragging their feet um, this is why I hate the Modi government has said that they believe that triple lot should be abolished. The courts are such nincompoops. <laughs> when it comes to Hindu uh, issues, they will make pronouncements, judgments, observations. When it comes to Christian law, they they have all the liberal. They send uh, it back they, to uh, legislature. Exactly. When it comes to Islamic law, they, they you know it's hands off. They don't want to take mm. take it up. So this is a very smart preemptive proactive move that I have not seen any government in recent history whether it is mm. uh, Congress or BJP take that forward as a discussion yeah so where and are we now so government has said that uh, they would like a uh, triple talaq to be abolished so is the ball back in the court it is court? it is now they now have they to take it up and so when all of these Muslim clerics and all of these people are saying that they believe in secular constitution, uh, constitution of India, they, uh, they believe in the judicial process, the gauntlet is back into their throats. Yeah. They can't swallow it. They can't say we don't believe the ju judicial system. Mm. This is absolutely a very difficult so situation. So now the interesting situation For, is it is All India Muslim Personal Board versus is, Supreme Court of India. It which, is not All India Muslim Board versus Government of India. A classic... Yeah. Uh, a clash of titans for our generation. True. Our generation has not seen something like no. this at a legal level. Yeah. Now this will, uh, like you rightly said, will not will be Happen. solved in a year or two. There will be, you know, it will go the all the way will to come Supreme change. Court. Yeah, no. But the government stuck its neck. Exactly. And that you have to give important. credit. And I think R. Jaggi Jagannathan wrote a very nice piece on Swarajya magazine mm. about why the, the constitution and according to the constitution, the government and Congress also has been very ambivalent. The Congress says, yes, it should be that way, but it cannot be implemented. It's very, you know, the whole, you know. Typical dragging its feet. Absolutely. They, they, yeah. they, they don't want No leadership to. whatsoever. And this is. That, ka bhi, ka bhi, we'll this is where thing. I think the BJP will steal a march in the next 20, 35 years. Just by account of that one statement that said they are against it. You think Hindu fascist um, government is going to give legal reprieve to all Muslim women? Uh, <laughs> Where is know, the world coming? 50% <laughs> of uh, the Muslim population have been told by the BJP government that look, as as yeah. people, as humans, we feel that you deserve yeah. a better... I, I just uh, think it's wonderful. As a woman, I think I am so proud that this government, and this could have been any government, that this government stood up and said that Muslim women, doesn't matter all women should be, there's gender equality, because this is ultimately gender equality. And this should be, this should have been a liberal progressive issue. Yeah. This is now, uh, again, <laughs> this is where the American politics and Indian politics differs yeah. because BJP is very ultra-liberal when it comes to these issues. Yeah. They don't mind BJ, uh, the Hindu laws to be amended by the mm. court and to be debated threadbare, the superstition and... It's the liberals BJ, in the country who don't you know, want it. You see, I, I, I went back and saw that speech he made at that uh, Ramlila Maidan, yes. uh, Prime Minister Modi. It is a very seminal piece, yes. uh, a, a, a speech, because uh, he talked about the Ravan within a person and he is talking to Hindu constituents. Yeah. 
themselves and he's also saying and using that all hindu imagery andhavishwas yeah he's saying the andhavishwas should go away Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a harbinger of good times for the bjp achhe din like you said yes. for the bjp electorally because yeah. they will reap benefits in up immensely yes immensely. and and to go beyond it is good days for everyone women is good days for gender equality in india we will come back hold that thought and we will come back to it and we'll discuss this more in detail all right so recapping what we said in the previous um, segment this is um this is ultimately a tussle between supreme court and all india muslim personal board the only way for all india muslim personal board to get out of this is to say that they don't believe in constitution of india because there is no other way for them to get out and of this the constitution has already or they don't said, believe in supreme court has already said it is only the political dispensation of the day whether it was the congress yeah. or the erstwhile nda one that did not have the guts to at least make a statement yeah. this is the first time a government in the history i don't care if it is the bjp yeah. or the congress has said please implement this the intentions and the true spirit of the constitution mm-hmm. uh, in toto yeah. which means that there's already a ruling yeah. you just have to implement it yeah. now somebody has gone to court against it let the due process uh, so let me ask you something does this require amendment in the constitution because um, our constitution does say that um, this, this is again the mischief played by congress in uh, 1986 88 time frame yeah. they have to do it they if the bjp gets the majority now they have stated their intention this is also a double edged sword for the bjp mm. because it has said that look we are we are in support of that and if the due process because the caveat is that due process has to take place legally mm-hmm. now if this same government remains with the same majority and it comes back for the government to mm. basically pass a, a constitutional amendment again overruling the constitutional amendment in the <laughs> this is this is why it becomes so complicated, so complicated. to deal mm. with such controversial issues i think the best course of action and solution is for the all india muslim personal law board to sit with their own constituents mm. which is the, the half of their women. population yeah, women, women and try to solve it out yeah it you is know, it is it's just abominable that somebody can you know divorce <coughs> his wife by saying uttering three words um, of uh, talaq it uh, is just abominable i have always felt that islam can be reformed only by people from india from the holy mm-hmm. land of india because of the influence of the indic uh, civilization there are certain positive things and it, islam cannot be refi- uh, reformed Uh, by others yeah. it can only be inspired mm. and get some best practices from outside whether it is science and technology and the the role that uh, rational thinking mm. should bring in yeah. from the west and whether it is the the kind of empathy the kind mm. of uh, uh, you know creative uh, new ways to mm. basically express your own thoughts but attuned no, to times no it's it's a noble um, thought but i'm not sure if it's time for islam to be reformed uh, right now because i don't think people are ready for it but there is time and uh, i think time is a great healer people will see but i want to bring you to another thing this issue about triple talaq <clears throat> a lot of political parties who want to be on both sides or playing on the both sides they are bringing uniform civil code with it although this particular is maybe a subset of uniform civil mm. code but it's really not uniform civil code no one is talking about uniform civil code even bjp is not talking about uniform civil code at the moment although the discussion has started on media or anything but the government hasn't mentioned uniform civil code anywhere um although uh, bjp's manifesto always says that if there is one criminal code there should be one civil code as well yeah. for all indians but they have also so by the way the government has initiated it's not like it is sitting idle on uniform civil code it has initiated 
using the law commission a sort of a survey where they have asked yeah. people to send their comments and send their suggestions which is very interesting because remember right. this is a very non intellectual government according to ram guha and everything but this government um, gives space for debates how does that work i don't know an intellectual non intellectual government is giving a lot of space it is democratized intellectualism <laughs> by asking yeah. opinion from opinions from everybody multitudes yeah but um, having said that uh, i disagree with ram guha on everything almost on his version of history and on a lot of things but on uniform civil code he has stood up and he has said that indian liberals should support indian uniform civil code doesn't matter where it comes from whether it's bjp doing it or congress doing it or anybody doing it 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 is a liberal thought it is an absolute liberal thought and um, the parties that have pandered to this so called non existent islamic vote bank which again 13% of the population how i mean mm. voting as a block they don't vote as a block they have stopped yeah. voting as a block uh, for the past 5 to 10 years at least mm. so this whole myth on which these regional sub regional and so called national party of uh, congress or the uh, you know communist parties have banked on is a myth entirely a myth now uniform civil code is not a state subject for people yeah. to debate over it's a national subject Sorry. only national parties or people who have at least su su sufficient mm. representation in the um, parliaments both both mm. these uh, houses of uh, parliament have to talk mm. about it. now it is a liberal topic but at the same time there is an undercurrent of uh, i would say a little bit of uh, feminist uh, rights rights embedded in it at the same time it also has lot to do with the overall way in which indian population growth has to be looked at in the next yeah. bit, especially because when you are planning for resources mm -hmm. when you have certain limitations on resources how many resources can be assigned to a family if a okay. family has basically disproportionate disproportionate mm. amount of people on social welfare and benefits mm. it and this is this is a problem that transcends religions yeah way. it does it does no it, i do and I, this I is where that. education mm. and the, the kind of uh, information passage has to come from yeah. the governments of the day to ensure that the benefits come go and to the most uh, yeah. deserving let me, set of let people. me ask you this the most uh you know i've heard varied arguments about why india should not implement ucc but one argument that i see across the board that goes against is that this is a very subtle way or a backdoor way of imposing hindu law first of all i don't know what hindu law is what is hindu law is there a hindu law what is hindu law what is is there anything codified for hindus It, no there is nothing there is no a hindu law or there is nothing you know people who say manusmriti is hindu law they are mistaken half the half 99% of hindu population has never seen the book no, manusmriti I, don't you agree i, am, I don't think anybody has no, seen no i empathize with some laws that are akin to a hindu law the ban on cow slaughter that this is, this is coming back to that only sunanda ji yeah. this is coming, coming back, back to, to certain things where you are saying now let us say what is the caption of the bharatiya nausena hmm. shan nau varuna yeah okay there is subtle hinduism in everything but then how is how is that hindu that is isn't that indic sanskrit is an indic thought varuna right varuna is not a god of any other religion it is in the religion <laughs> no i i just want you to are going to the lord varuna the navy 
of the indian republic is going to lord varuna sunandaji how hindu can what is not hindu i understand indian? that uh-huh. but i don't see why a muslim would have problems see, with the varuna i debate see I, i'll tell you my hmm. honest opinion as a swap sevak i have debated with many people who yeah. have said that india is not hindu enough india should not control temples indian state government should not control temples but little do they know that only a government controlling temples is as good as a hindu country where in in other christian nations there is a separation of church and state literally and the, physically and financially and the church but come. india is the only country where state governments control temples if it was done right Mm. the con- the makers of the constitutions were extremely smart people <laughs> without saying that india is a hindu rashtra they made it a hindu rashtra <laughs> you are opening a can of a big worm whatever <laughs> you can call it <laughs> this is this is can of dinosaurs <laughs> some people worms. i been associated with some people who who did lot of good work to try to separate the stranglehold of the state governments on temple let me throw a googly at you so now when you say that this is hindu rashtra in this thing without then, saying so <laughs> i know but then hindu rashtra is not anything in doesn't start it's not versus you know it's a very liberal thing where there is equality for all where there is no discrimination against anything so whether you call it hindu per se thought or you call it a liberal socially liberal thought let me, it doesn't let, differ doesn't let matter. me take a step back or socially liberal thought is a hindu it, thought it is, is that what you're saying it is it is but it is giving preeminence to hinduism hmm. above and beyond buddhism jainism and sikhism but then no i think it is giving it, it does i'll tell you uh, you know the constitution of india is basically a, a kind of a uh, work in progress from the days of ashoka ashoka mm. edicts leading up to the constitution of india yeah. some 2500 years after right mm. but every single instance even bhr baba saheb ambedkar's thought process was that hinduism's practices have been corrupted and are corrupted mm. and i agree with that uh, uh, thought process that that it has the flexibility to reform itself true okay and it was then used as a framework for reform hmm ye reform ka matlab kya hota hai change i know in hinduism is the only one has subjected itself to change, change all, all the, the time. time so it is synonymous yeah they were very smart people mm. you know the the kind of debates you have you seen that uh, debates yes, in the constitution i have i have constitution assembly those are phenomenal debates which everyone they, should watch but what you are saying you know let's not confuse people what we are saying here is that ucc there is no danger i mean people should not buy into this propaganda that uh, if ucc is implemented it is some backdoor way of allowing hindu um, laws to come in first of all there are no hindu laws and whatever hindu way of life or thing is it's already there seeped into the that system. is what they have converted into english what what am i saying aap jo mujhe confuse kar rahi hain ye main ye keh raha hu ki they converted hindu laws or indian common sensical laws giving preeminence to hindu thought there is no mention of cow slaughter Uh, anywhere in back in time as uh, you know as far far back mm. as what hinduism is stating yeah. when you are giving preeminence to that when you are saying the you know you know all of these non violent uh, embedding mm. of the non violent uh, philosophies you look at every single article so is there of, is there a necessity for ucc then in hindi <laughs> <laughs> then people will say that ha ye to ye to ye to this looks very similar so yeah. i'll tell you 
they they were very smart people they were very scientific and rational minded people that only translated the best they filtered the best out of indic uh, thought. thought now i am open to saying that ucc is inspired from the best and filtered version of whatever indic uh, philosophy dharmic philosophy i like laugh. what you said indian common sense laws that is what it should be i like that thought i yeah. like that compromise i like that compromise indian common sense <laughs> laws let's ucc is ultimately indian common sense <laughs> laws and we will leave it at that and we will come back in a bit before we get to our uh, next topic um, i do want to say that this is mind makers production this mind podcast is brought to you by the mind makers team this uh, podcast is produced and edited by adit kapadia with the help of our team in india the panelists for the um, podcast are adit kapadia pramod kumar buravalli and sunanda vashish which is me Okay, that was a heated debate, heated conversation. आप ऐसी चालू नहीं करते। That was a heated conversation. My pet topics. I know. So <laughs> I'm going to pull Pramod from there because he can talk about this for next uh, six months. So uh, we're not going to do that. In the from Brahmastra, you want me to talk about uh, S400? No, I want you to talk about mundane astra now. Uh, uh. So we are going to mundane things. You know, we are going to um, mm. things that um, you know uh, regular things. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. There is BRICS conference in Goa that is going to start tomorrow, yeah. and Narendra Modi is Prime Minister Narendra Modi is already in um, Goa. this so this is um brazil russia india china and south africa out of these indian economy is really doing the best i in brics is really doing well everyone else but this is a great um opportunity for india what is expected is this is a great opportunity for india to seal its global stature because they're uh, you know we are uh, hosting the um, uh, meet and everything and further dehyphenate itself with pakistan because pakistan does not define us pakistan does not you know it's not just a fight with pakistan it's just a very small part <coughs> of who we are so um, this is going to say pm uh, modi already arrived in goa yesterday he said this will uh, advanced common agenda for peace and stability so that is what is going to you what are you expecting from brics for i mean everybody in favor of this motion say i Mm. You get it? I. Yeah. I is the only one that is doing well. Yes. Everybody wants in on that, and Sark has completely crumbled. Crumbled completely. India and has India seen to its demise, and India is helping strengthen another uh, formation, another structure. You can call it uh, a sub-regional structure called BIMSTEC. BIMSTEC is Bhutan, India, yeah. uh, Myanmar, Thailand. so any any country that is uh, abutting the bay of bengal this yeah. is a new grouping yeah. sri lanka bhutan nepal is also there bangladesh yeah. is uh, mm. obviously there and this is a sub regional grouping that india wants to develop and uh, do uh, an open uh, kind of a trade policy with them yeah. uh, there is still a little bit of debate going on as to why india granted uh, most favored nation status to pakistan in 96 and has not withdrawn apparently after this uh, surgical strikes or the run up there was there were, there were some discussion and pakistan never returned the favor of it, never, it, it has not granted mfn but uh, we, we we are again india is uh, thinking at a different level altogether yeah. now why this brics summit is very important is because Uh, you know uh, the pre- chinese president actually has a stop over in bangladesh, bangladesh. right before coming yes. to india so he is Very trying to send a message this is typical Very chinese noodles yeah. you know 
the twist and turns you know they try to show that we are now granting 24 billion nobody knows when even 1 billion dollars is going to come this yeah. is what china has done even with Smoke this screen. with this uh, corridor they are trying to build a cpec corridor they promise billions and billions of dollars when that money is going to be printed because china is very smart they are looking for return of investment if the return of investment is not going exactly. to be there they are not going to spend I money and now what india has very smartly and wisely done by raising baluchistan issue which people don't understand people think that baluchistan issue was raised to somehow uh, blunt kashmir no that is not why baluchistan issue was raised baluchistan issue was raised to prove to international community that baluchistan is a troubled area so for uh, china to put in money there is dangerous and they have not put in the money i, I don't know if you have seen andrew smalls uh, article I recently did, I where did, I did. he clearly in, uh, illustrates the type of articles that are i mean they are the type of uh, uh, projects that are stalled yeah. the, the troubled areas that uh, china has to maneuver china has deployed a, a entire uh, uh, core of uh, its own soldiers in POK to make sure that the monitoring, monitoring is done. Down. See, China has its own problems in the Xinjiang province. Yes. It has its own problems in Tibet. Tibet. And so, <clears throat> to break away from these problems, it is probably trying to yeah. do what any sovereign country has to do. I don't, I don't begrudge the Chinese. Chinese no, no. is Chinese are using the art of diplomacy to the hilt mm -hmm. to further their national strategic interest. Yeah. India has to do the same. No, but here is my question: <coughs> How is how do you think this is this thing is happening after the uh, surgical strikes? This meeting, India and China uh, are meeting. Then there is I don't know if there is a bilateral, but they are meeting anyway. And there is also um, Pakistan. Um, China has just said in UN that uh, Maulana Masood Azhar they will not you know they will veto any this thing against him to be called a terrorist so how do you think the equation between modi you know, and jinping is going to work know, we we have to talk about tibet with them you know the problem with china is tibet yeah. right the only problem and the heartburn they have always had is because tibet. we have run a tibetan uh, government in exile from dharamshala so if india and china really want to solve problems like mukesh ambani and anil ambani they have to sit in front of kokila ben <laughs> that is the common civilizational uh, you know, I would say mm. bond of friendship or relationship we have always had, yeah. which these countries have to invoke themselves as adults. Yeah. You know, uh, Pakistan's influence uh, on uh, this whole uh, you know discourse of trying to pull India down is not working, obviously. No. And China knows. China is basically a wily investor. Yeah. If it knows that it is pumping billions and billions of dollars that is going down the drain, yeah. would it rather invest in India? Because now there is a silent undercurrent of banning made in India, made in, in China, China products in India. I saw that. The economic hit China will will not be able to take Recovered that kind of that. hit. Yeah. Does India, does China see India as a better market than Pakistan? China yeah, has to see for itself. So economics <clears throat> will ultimately trump what um, Pakistan thinks is exactly. a friendship higher than Himalayas <laughs> and all that stuff. But economics will ultimately trump that and it is what we keep coming back to. You know, we bar and we come back to it again. India has to become a trillion dollar economy and then sustain itself sustain as a geopolitical entity. Geo entity. Yes, and then Pakistan will not matter, China will not matter because it will be such a big market for everyone. It, it will become too big to fail. Big the to government, fail. the world, uh, you know, if there is a world government, I don't consider yeah. the United Nations as a representative no, body, no. but if there is a real, truly unique world government, then yeah. India cannot be allowed to fail. That is yeah. what is going to happen in the next five to ten years. If there is stability at the political level, yeah. if the military industrial complex becomes strengthened, 
to send them to the extent that it can compete with the outside um, you know yeah. uh, uh, suppliers yeah. now, take for example the s400 yeah. s400 has already been supplied the the only exclusive holders of the s400 missile systems was the russian uh, air defense yes. uh, force so it is now it s400 is, also, is again <clears throat> just to go back it is uh, this um, modern or most modern it is the advanced most potent it is the most air potent. defense system that mm. india is buying the technology from moscow there is only one yeah. other competing missile defense system it is called thad thad is theater high altitude aerial mm. defense which is uh, owned by uh, the united states it has only been given to uh, to israel and to south yeah. korea uh, as their uh, ultimate iron dome yeah. protectors now so with this mr putin will meet mr modi tomorrow on the sidelines of the brics summit and this deal will be finalized so in a sense russia is protecting both chinese and indian cities They're imagine yeah absolutely yeah, that yeah. is how it has to that be that is how it russia is. cannot uh, go size. away from china no. russia can go, not go away from india that is no. how adult mature countries have to behave yeah. and so s400 systems are deployed in beijing in shanghai yeah. it will now be deployed in delhi mumbai yes. and other uh, major uh, installations across india that's five five that we are procuring yeah. so this is good this is all all good russia is trying to play big brother it is also trying to come back from its 25 years of hibernation and putin is trying yeah. it's his level best to bring russia back onto the world stage yeah. all good on the on the political front i think a clear message has to be given to china that you know if you really want uh, to come into the indian economy if you really want indian um, collaboration at the global level mm. one day or the other india is going to become a united nations security council member because the united states has really firmly believed that india has to be in there yeah. the yeah. chinese are nowhere close to the united states in terms of civilizational no, no, no. civilizational capabilities whether it is Absolutely. militarily whether economically it cannot match up so quickly yeah. china has to see india as a potential friend if not an ally if not a uh, so called so called competitor in their own parlance india doesn't mind having a outstretched it is it's, it's a game that everyone is playing right now in um, india and china and russia the only people who do not know how to play a game or this game is pakistan they are foolishly foolishly just digging a grave for themselves there is no other way to define it they are not being players on the global stage they are foolishly getting into this jihad and nonsensical stuff being a client state of um, america and not being a mature player you know of the region so out of bricks you are thinking that there are going to be a lot of fireworks and interesting stuff happening between icnr right India China Brazil and, and South Africa are not far behind far but behind. at the same time the muscle that India and China at and the Russia. global market level uh, bring to bring the table and the, the real muscle the military muscle that Russia is bringing to the table is if this is a very good thing it yeah. is here to stay now yeah. uh, India is trying to insert bimstech as a collaborative partner because China does that with uh, SCO yeah. this Shanghai cooperation uh, organization yeah India has been trying to right um, in get, get into get into and, and so bimstech is our way of uh, having a larger body, body. maybe add cambodia vietnam eventually yeah. and we have been trying to get into seo we actually carried pieces about that right. but it uh, hasn't happened maybe yet. add malaysia and yeah. indonesia also into this trading block yeah. and if that can become the next uh, uh, you know leverage for india at the world stage because it has inculcated the oceanic countries in mm -hmm. the pacific um, region it has now uh, tried to bring in bimstech as your so called let's call it a dharmic coalition <laughs> you know so called uh, eventually this is where you yeah. know, you, you, india has just one vote 
Yeah. But imagine adding all of these oceanic countries, countries from Africa, countries from South America, into a very one, responsible yeah. nation. India yeah. does not have territorial designs on any country. No. It is at the height of its power. That's what we have and, said all and the time. And as a Swayam Sevak, I know that this is going to ca- cause heartburn. There is no concept of uh, Akhand Bharat that is practically possible. Yeah. And if the existing Akhand Bharat that we, we have painstakingly developed for 70 years can it? become strengthened yes. to a 10 trillion and that dollar is what economy everyone should work on. and a self-sufficient and a very strong Hindu civilization, that That's is all that all everybody should aspire for. I think that is a great way to, a great point. I sound like Modi? Pretty much. <laughs> so I will, um, you know, we will stop here, uh, this segment and we'll come back. Okay, so this brings us to the very end of this Mind Podcast. And as is the tradition, we have to give our recommendations. Uh, I hope you liked what we heard till now. This was one, uh, oh my God. Modified to (laughs) (laughs) One emotional uh, roller coaster of a podcast. But um, yeah, so do you have a recommendation for this week? I like the article that... uh, Dr. Jeffrey Long has written for us. Uh, it's it's called My Journey to Hindu Dharma and uh, Setting the Scene. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a series of articles that, are series that he's writing where he's tell us a little bit about Dr. Jeffrey Long. <clears throat> well, he's a professor and mm-hmm. has had uh, a spiritual uh, epiphany, you know, spread over several decades, where he has made Hinduism his own in his own way, and that is the journey he wants to. Uh, chronicle and uh, explain to us and mm-hmm. and how he feels that uh, Hinduism has evolved even in the in the United States. Um, I, I have been interacting with him for uh, I would say several uh, at least at, uh, months now uh, to chronicle his journey and mm-hmm. he wants this to be a learning exercise basically because Hinduism in, in the United States is not a one event sort of a yeah. uh, thing it's it's not one major event mm. like a woodstock festival or something that enabled all mm. of these wanderers to come in and flock and you know be part of a system it has evolved the past 100 years beginning with uh, swami vivekananda then paramahamsa yogananda mm. then the iskon movement and now it has kind of become such a part of the society i just earlier uh, at a shopping market this morning saw a, an american lady wear an indian salwar uh, dress <laughs> yeah and so it has become such a, you know, I would say not earlier it was, you know, classified as a cult movement. Now it has become a cult classic. Yeah. You know, and Interesting. so. Uh, yeah. So I would recommend Dr. Jeff- Jeffrey Long's um, article that was published yeah. in uh, Mindmakers this morning. And Pramod is just uh, giving the Mindmakers recommendation. I think he can't think too far. <laughs> but my recommendation this yeah. week is I watched a beautiful documentary that was made by Films Division of India. It's a documentary made by Gulzar and it is about life and times of uh, Pandit Bhimsen Joshi. Mm. So he has followed him over a few days, I, I would say months actually. And he's talked to, he's seen how he plays in concerts, how he thinks, his thought process, everything and how he started. Interestingly, Pandit Bhimsen Joshi does not come from a musical family, like all of them, you know. 
Panijas Raj or all these people, they come from like their fourth generation, fifth generation, you know, if you talk about uh, Ustad Amjad Ali Khan or Zakir Hussain Saab or anybody, they all are musical families. But Pandit Bhimsen Joshi achieved that greatness from a, coming from a very ordinary family and then he became, you know, he went to the yeah. great heights that he did. Do you remember the so, Jugal Bandis between him and uh, Balamuli Krishna? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, I remember the, the and you know, if you look at that, uh, I think it's Gulzar, the way he has done it, he's caught him at most vulnerable points where he, you know, <laughs> at one point he says, I don't like Pandit bhi bulaye, you know, because I'm just such an ordinary person, you know, so it gives you a, a, a peek into a great man that he was. Pandit and Bhim I Singh have Joshi. a personal, uh, personal uh, connection with him. I you studied do? in Hubli, in mm -hmm. engineering college in Karnataka. Yeah. And uh, he was born very close to Hubli. That's right. So uh, there was a Pandit Bhimshan Joshi Marg and he was yeah. kind of a, very a celebrity. celebrity in you should, you should watch that um, uh, this thing and I'm, uh, you know, suggesting, I'm recommending this everyone, you know, watch it with the, with your kids, watch it with or your family. Or on YouTube, they can watch this Jugalbandi between yeah. uh, Balmurli Krishna, Krishna and, and uh, uh, Amazing, amazing Jugalbandi. And on that musical note, it's always good to end stuff on musical <laughs> note. And on that musical note, we end this podcast, 87.0. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. I have to say the usual stuff. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, read all the articles that we are publishing every day and all the wonderful writers that are being associated that are associated with mind at the moment um, uh, you know it's it's just like uh, you know a journey mind blowing uh, mind blowing <laughs> it's a mind blowing journey that is uh, you know this mind makers has come up to be do follow us and uh, we'll see you next week this is sunanda vashit signing off <laughs>